0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast that covers video game news, trending industry topics, and reviews on recent game releases. My name is Luke Armstrong, and I'm your host. Joining me today is my co-host Adam Beagle. Adam, how are you doing?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm doing really good. We're in a, a post Last of Us Part Two release, and uh, I, yeah, we're still deep in conversations <laughs> over that. So I'm I'm good. I, I can't believe that it's it's done and it's over with now like it, yeah. it felt like it was taking forever to get there but yeah that's uh that's what's been taking up my mind for for the last like week so uh we there's no shortage of video game news recently either um there's been a ton of video game announcements and digital press events both big and small, so we decided to narrow down the topics for today's show and what we felt were some of the larger news stories from the past couple of weeks. Uh, we obviously can't cover everything because, like I said, there's just been so much announced. Um, and Adam, you've done a really good job at keeping up with some of the digital events and and stuff like that better than I have. So um, yeah, we wanted to talk about EA Play because that's obviously a big, big publisher and developer that had their their presentation, and we wanted to talk about that. Uh, we wanted to talk about End Avengers War Table, which it was a digital presentation that gave us some more details around Avengers, um, clarified a lot of things for me, so we're going to be talking about that. And then last, we're going to cover the Cyber 2077 uh, Night City Wire, which was their digital presentation that is going to be a reoccurring thing up until release it sounds like. So we're going to be talking about that. Those three things will catch you up on what Adam's been playing I guess because I've only been playing Last of Us mm-hmm. um, and yeah that's what the episode's going to be like this week. It's coming a little later than expected just because we ran into some scheduling issues that had to push it back but we're, we're here recording it and squeaking it out at like literally the last couple hours of <laughs> <laughs> of the week. So A reminder that the podcast airs every week. Adam and I discuss the biggest topics in the video game industry and share opinions on new game releases. The show is available on all major podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Just search for Games Are Fun on whatever podcast service you listen to. Uh, If you want to help support this podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you use. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving the show a review. Small things like that really help grow the show and help us find new listeners. And thank you so so much to everyone who has already subscribed and continues to tune in every single week. Our last of us part two review episode is going to be released next week. We have a date scheduled in for recording it. Adam has beat the game. He, he actually beat it first. I was really hoping I was going to beat it before you, but you uh, beat me you to it. You were on pace. I was, then, yeah. I think
1: you just had some things come up that, yeah. that you had to take a couple days. Yeah. But, yeah, you were, you were kind of blowing me away for a little bit.
0: Yeah. So I beat it too. And Garrett, obviously, uh, who has been on the show before, he's just kind of on a hiatus right now as he has he's expecting a new baby here pretty soon so he he's very busy with all of that and has been taking a bit of a break from the show but he is coming back to do the review episode with us and uh, he beat it actually just last night so today on our group chat we're all talking about different things and uh, sharing impressions and stuff it's going to be a really interesting uh, review because we are all different temperatures on the game um
1: there will be some spirited discussion. Sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: I I'm really excited for it though because I I've been taking notes uh, from when I started playing to to finish. I've been taking notes. Uh, I beat it I think two days ago, three days ago, however long ago that was. And I've been every day. I like a new thought will pop into my head that I'll write down of, um, and I actually I'm I don't think I would have it beat. There's no way, but I am planning on doing a second playthrough because i only have a handful of collectible trophies to get and then i i want to get that platinum just so i can fully consume that game because i'm yeah i'll I'll save it for the show but uh i can't wait to talk about that it's going to be really fun probably the my most anticipated podcast episode that for for (laughs) for a while i would say because it's uh yeah it's a it's a huge game there's so much to talk about it with it and Mm -hmm, and pull it apart um even in our group chat, we've been talking about things and there's still so much that we haven't even talked about or touched on, right. so it'll be fun. But if you haven't played The Last of Us Part Two yet, or you're still in the process of working your way through and haven't quite completed it, you know that review that releases next episode is going to be for you. We're going to keep it spoiler free, much to the likes of um, what the review embargo was uh, I guess a week prior to... To launch um, because yeah there's lots in that game that I think is worth discovering on your own so we'll just kind of keep it it'll it'll sound very broad as a a review but we are going to try our best to kind of talk about what we did like what we didn't like and uh, give you know an overall conclusion to it and then the following week we're going to have our spoiler cast Um, so our plan is to actually record this in one sitting and just split up and release them uh in two weeks just so you know we we keep that momentum up and and i'm sure by the time we hit spoilers we'll all be fired up ready to talk about everything so uh yeah if you once you have beat the last of us part two or i guess like i wouldn't even say if you if you're one of those people that like oh, i'm not gonna play it I still think you shouldn't listen to this because maybe sometime down the road you're going to play it and that I just, this game, this spoiler cast is going to, we're going to go deep into spoilers. We're going to talk about everything, the story, everything we witnessed, beginning, middle, end, right? So please avoid that episode until you've completed the game. All right, that's it. That's all I had to, to do for housekeeping. So let's jump into the first topic here, which is EA Play. So EA Play was, uh, I guess, a little while ago now. Um, June 18th <laughs> was that the right date? Yeah, because it was um, the day before yeah. Last of Us. Yeah, it, it seems like so long ago. Um, it does. Yeah. yeah. So EA Play happened. Um, we got a digital press conference style event, and they they made some announcements on some new games. Um, they we got a a a better look at some gameplay for star wars squadrons which was previously announced and yeah we're so we're going to go through some of these announcements but before we do that adam i want to ask you what what did you think of this event
1: so i i think it was pretty decent it was well well put together um you know they they had greg miller hosting it which you know we were big fans of him yeah for sure (laughs) so good for them for having him on there again um I think there wasn't a ton in in that showcase for me, but I think they still did a really good job, or at least it's it's it was better than their previous EA plays had been. I think mm-hmm. it was just um, you know kind of streamlined, but also uh, they they kept the information flow and they didn't have too too many like major gaps between like uh, the things they were announcing. So I, and you know it was a little bit of everything from their stables. I was kind of hoping to see. Uh, you know, what the major refresh on Anthem was going to look like, but we didn't get any <laughs> <Poor> Anthem. Anthem. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. Gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone's ready to write that game off, but I, I think they could really have a No Man's Sky type of comeback if they uh, really put a lot of care mm-hmm. into into that game. So I'm just really interested to see that. But, um, but yeah, I think overall, it was actually a, a pretty good show, just not really a whole lot that really spoke to me.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I thought this was... Uh, a pretty good presentation for EA, like you had alluded to in the past. They've kind of been a bit of a miss um, in terms of just their overall presentation of things and the content that they're presenting. I just have found that EA has really not lived up to some of the other major companies in terms of press conference events. And I think that EA is finally realizing that... um, that they are they have a certain image in the industry uh especially from consumers and i don't know if they will ever change because they are a big corporation but i think that they're they're starting to understand um where players are coming from and i think they're trying to move in a better direction um yeah. i think they've received enough hate and the memes have gotten to a point where they're like we need to, we really need to change the course of our company. And I don't necessarily know if that's happening, but that's just kind of the impression that this presentation gave me, um, right. just in some of the things that they were talking about, uh, especially, um, you know, ta- hearing, hearing about next generation and stuff like that. So, so yeah. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of announcements, I I'm in the same boat, nothing really spoke to me, uh, really at all, or, or there was no, well, I shouldn't say that, but we'll, we'll, let's just jump into it, okay? So uh, Apex Legends is getting crossplay support for Xbox One, PS4 and PS or PC, sorry. Um, I almost said PS3. Uh, Apex Legends is also coming to Nintendo Switch, which is the the bigger part of that announcement there and I'm assuming Oh yeah, it's coming to Switch and Steam, sorry, and they're going to also be crossplay. So that's that's pretty awesome obviously apex legends has been a huge success for ea and respawn entertainment uh launching last february as a free-to-play game i'm a huge fan of it uh garrett's a big fan of it too and um i'm glad that it's it's continuing to get these updates like that crossplay is something that i've wanted for a while uh because i do have some friends who play apex on ps4 but i play on xbox and all my you know skins and uh customization stuff is tied to my xbox so i just have no incentive to go on ps4 and but i want to play with my friends so i mean i just love that we're getting more and more crossplay with these um you know big multiplayer games like call of duty and apex and fortnite and stuff like that so uh, they also have uh, a Lost Treasures, which is the name of a new event that's already out. It came out June 23rd, and they're currently working through season five on that. So um, any thoughts on that, Adam, that you wanted to, to add?
1: Um, it, not really too much. I mean, it's it's cool. It's coming to Switch. Yeah. And Steam, I'm honestly kind of surprised it hasn't already been on Steam Um And, you know, with stuff like this, you know, it usually does, from the time it's announced, it usually does take a little while till it comes out on the Switch, but I'm a little surprised it's taking that long to get it on PC. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe a a little too long. I think, you know, if they could have done anything in their power to speed that up, they probably should have. Yeah. But, um, you know, um, it's coming eventually. So, I mean,. Good you know, yeah. good for them. Yeah,
0: for sure. It'll be interesting to see how it runs on the Switch because that's obviously I know. the biggest thing with anything yeah. that gets ported to the Switch nowadays. We were joking I'm really
1: curious about that too. <laughs> yeah.
0: We were joking uh during this announcement about uh what was the reason the outer worlds that came to Switch recently. Yes, yeah. And completely different game, obviously, <laughs> right. but oh man, that was rough. And even comparing you know, The Witcher Three, which was a an earlier gen game um obviously huge but it's 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 the switch has a hard time with that and i wonder as like technology like they'll have to upgrade the switch at some point to a like a pro model or a beefier beefier console because you can only get so far um like even right now as as we're getting into next generation, it's like the Switch is great for games like Animal Crossing, Super Mario, um, all their, their major first party franchises. But it just isn't they're, they're trying to make it a platform for like, is, I guess the argument that it always is, is like, do you want portability or do you want performance? Right. So I guess that's what it comes down to with the Switch. Another game coming to Steam is Sims Four, so that's a I guess another big thing. It's basically EA kind of embracing Steam for the first time because they obviously use Origin to um, there that's EA's game launcher, and so I'm I mean just like you were saying with Apex, I'm glad that there's it's coming on there, but again, it's just like okay, that could be like a YouTube video drop. Whatever, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It Takes Two, which is uh, Hazelight's Yosef Fares? 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 Fares, Fares. Fares? I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah, the fuck the Oscars guy. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He has a brand new game uh, called It Takes Two. Uh, Previous games were Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, and A Way Out. Uh, I played a bit of Brothers, And I actually played three quarters of a way out before Megan bailed on me. And yeah, I I wanted to get back and finish it, but she was never in the mood. And I'm like, well, now I'm so far removed. I got to play it again. But really awesome game. Um, Very, very uh, strong director in Yosef Fares he's very vibrant on camera in (laughs) as we all know and he has a lot of passion behind his games he has a specific vision that he tries to go for with both his two previous games so uh, basically this new game is a cooperative action adventure game and uh, it basically it starts as I think if I'm remembering correctly, there's a, a kid, her parents are splitting up and she makes these two little like dolls or something like that. And then I guess in the game you, you get to work, play as these two dolls. I'm assuming I it's it, the trailer itself was very interesting because it wasn't like a, a reveal trailer in the typical sense. Right. It was him on camera kind of talking about what this game is while also showing little, you know, uh, concept art and, little bits of pieces here and there of what the game's going to look like. But um, it's coming in 2021. And so, yeah, I'll be I'm interested in seeing, seeing more. What Did that game do anything for you?
1: Um, I mean, knowing that it's coming from him, mm-hmm. I'm I'm already interested in it. Um, but again, yeah, there wasn't really enough there to kind of tell me exactly what this game is. But yeah, exactly. I, I loved Brothers. Uh, I played through that. I thought that was a fantastic game um, a way out. I actually haven't played myself, but you know, I, I've heard nothing but good yeah. things about it. So,
0: well, if we, it, man, if it ever goes on a decent sale, I would, cause I, I think I got it from the library, so I don't actually own it, but that game would, it would be, I want to pick it up and maybe we could play it together because it, I think when you buy it, you get that buddy pass that you can just give to somebody. Um, cause oh, the okay. game can only That's be, cool be played in co-op either couch or online so yeah um but yeah i love how he's just kind of exploring how cooperative games you know what i mean and it sounds like uh yeah this this next one's going to be cooperative as well i love that he is pushing that uh that uh genre i guess of video games because it seems like ever since online came around that co-op uh especially couch co-op has kind of diminished you know what i mean
1: now, brothers, you can play that single player. True, yes, but you it, can. Yeah. It does require uh, kind of getting used to using back bo- and forth. both sticks at once, because yeah. um, there there are certain parts in the game where you kind of have to coordinate with mm-hmm. the two brothers. And the left stick controls one, the right stick yeah. controls the other. And you kind of, yeah, you just have to. Sometimes you have to get the coordination just right between your fingers, and sometimes they don't want to do that. And so, I mean, I'm sure it's probably. Uh, a little bit easier if you have two people but it is definitely playable uh solo too
0: yeah for sure all right next was lost in random um and it's launching under sorry i should have mentioned at the top i'm pulling a lot of this uh information from ign uh eddie mccuch kevin knev's oh i can never say this guy's name kevin knezovic and gabe gerwin kind of Put little snippets What's under game each game Spot, so. by the way not IGN. oh GameSpot. Jeez, geez look at me i'm terrible <laughs> um it's GameSpot. apologies uh they've included summaries of each of these games that i'm kind of pulling information from for clarity's sake uh lost in random is a completely different type of game also launching under the ea originals banner lost in random is set in a nightmare before christmas style world and stars a young girl and a six-sided die companion The land has been overtaken by a curse and using dice is the key to breaking it and freeing people from their dastardly fates. The game is by Fae developer Zoink and was first announced back in 2019. So I hadn't heard of this game until I had seen it. Um, Same. Yeah. So I also remember seeing the game Fae, but uh, it looked interesting, but again, didn't really have the urge to play it. But the end of the day, I think it's cool that EA is, you know, I the EA Originals um, publishing banner is kind of a cool project that I think a lot of people don't give enough credit to EA for. Um, from my understanding, EA Originals is, uh, for the most part, EA doesn't really make money off of these games. Um, I, I can't remember where I heard that off of if it was. Another podcast, or I read that somewhere, but um, that's that's from my understanding that they basically help back these in, indie developers um, or smaller developers and get them to to publish their games and help them um, in that sense. So I think that that's pretty cool, especially when EA gets criticized so much for being the big bad corporation that everybody hates and they're money hungry. Well, that is. You know there's some truth to that i think they are doing good by doing things like that you know you don't see activision doing something like that so um yeah and that
1: game looked pretty cool i yeah that was one that that did kind of uh Speak to stick you. out to me during that presentation so i'm, I'm looking forward to that
0: mm-hmm. yeah definitely interesting for sure i like the like they say here on GameSpot nightmare before christmas style world is is a i i think that's accurate i, I like that a lot yeah.
1: You can also draw comparisons to Coraline. um, Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Kind of a similar art style. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Rocket Arena. So Final Strikes Games' Rocket Arena is part Overwatch, part Super Smash Brothers, and it's now being published by Electronic Arts. The game comes to PS4, Xbox One, and PC on July 14th with cross-platform support, and the standard edition will only set you back $30. There'll be 10-character characters playable at launch as well as 10 maps and you'll be able to use in-game currency to purchase the season pass so for me this game looked interesting but i just like i don't really have the interest in these type of games anymore i think at one mm-hmm. point in time i did but i just uh i think they speak to a very specific type of um gamer i guess um what, did this one do anything for you
1: not really, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And it, it, I think the other thing, too, and we talked about this in our our uh, group chat, is that it just, it kind of uses that same sort of art style as, like, Overwatch. Yeah, exactly, right. And, you know, I, I think the, and, and even kind of similar to, like, a Fortnite. Fortnite, yeah. And I think it just, it makes it look too samey, which I think is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it didn't really do anything to to make itself stand out.
0: Yeah, it gave me like that similar vibe of uh where was that at? Oh yeah, Placed PlayStation's PS5 event with that um I can't even remember what it was called, uh but it was that game that looked like Fortnite mixed with Rocket League. Um
1: oh yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, I, I can't remember the name of it either.
0: Yeah, but just that like you said, having it looking so similar to like if your your games being compared to other games then it's already having a hard time standing out as being on its own in something original. And so, I don't know, you're kind of setting it up to be, not unsuccessful, but people are going to come in already comparing it to previous things, right? Because you've you really displayed that in in the art style and even gameplay, right? So, I don't know, but nonetheless, cool little game coming. So
1: what's your take on on the fact that it's $30 as well, as opposed to, say, like a free-to-play with, uh, you know, the option to pay money for, like, real money for season pass? Yeah, that's a good point.
0: I I think this would do much better as a free-to-play. I think...
1: I think so too, yeah.
0: That that model can work great for these type of games, uh, especially, like, hero shooters, um, battle royales. Like, I think that... Those types of games have been established as free to play with um, the other other games in those genres, and when you're trying to enter that space and have a similar kind of thing going on, but you're putting a price take on it, like again, it's just another reason for people not really to care about your game. So, yeah, um, which is unfortunate because obviously that's not the the studio's fault. That's that's on EA, but. Again, we we talk, we give them praise for EA originals, but then you they come up with a small game and. But again, that's always the debate: for, should it be free to play? You know, who knows?
1: Yeah, and I wonder if that's them taking a step too far in the other direction mm-hmm. because you know they get, um, you know you get people ready to go out and lynch EA for, uh, microtransactions yeah. and, and things like that. So I wonder if they're just so afraid of having. Uh, another game that relies on microtransactions, um, you know, that they decided to put like an actual just yeah price tag, price possible. to entry um, to try and maybe curb some of that uh, distaste for microtransactions. But, but in this case, it probably would have been better just to make it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because
0: it's like when like I'm I'm more willing to to pay for microtransactions or season like I've been I was playing Warzone with Garrett before last of us came out and warzones a free to play game so I'm like okay I'm really interested in playing it right now I'm having a fun time sure I'll toss ten dollars for this season pass or whatever right like I can kind of same with fortnite or apex any of those things like I I can kind of justify it but I'm you know when I buy a game I have a harder time paying in for DLC or season pass unless it's you know quality content um you know I I don't really I'm, if I'm doing it for cosmetics and it's on top of a game I pay for, I just for me it's a hard time hard time to rationalize. But
1: yeah,
0: uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which was probably one of the biggest games, at least in my opinion of the the presentation. Obviously, the a huge IP like Star Wars is yeah. mm-hmm. is something to celebrate. So we this leaked. I think like the day of the reveal, um, I think Microsoft put it up. It leaked. Uh, on the Microsoft Store and possibly PlayStation Store. And then it was announced, and then we got that little presentation that released on YouTube, and then we got more of a gameplay look of Star Wars Squadron. So we've gotten uh, yeah, a reveal and a, a decent look at this game. Uh, it's coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and it's all, the entire game is also going to support VR, which is really, really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, that seems like it'd be an, an amazing title for VR.
0: Exactly, yeah. I know that... I think Battlefront 2 had some sort of like one VR mission that was released for PlayStation VR and probably like Oculus and Vive and stuff like that. Um, and from what I remember hearing about that one is people really liked it. So the idea that you can play the whole game, like that's going to be cool for those people with uh, VR headsets. Uh, so in case any of you don't know, Star Wars Squadrons is a first person um Dog fighting game. Uh, Basically, you're piloting ships, uh, both from the Imperial and New Republic, Uh, and so they have a campaign featuring both sides uh, between two pilots and stuff like that. And uh, I can't remember when they said this. This happens after. um, Uh, It happens
1: after Return of the Jedi.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, So. The, what are your levels on this game?
1: I'd say uh, I'm interested, but I'm not I'm not sure it's going to be like a day one purchase. Um, it, it, But it looks really good. Like, yeah. it, it's kind of one of those things, like, I really like the look of it. It looks like something I want to get into. But I know I was also trash when it came to <laughs> uh, Flight Combat yeah. and Battlefront 2. So... I just, I don't know how well I would do with this game. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, it kind of scares me off a little bit. Yeah. Um, and and they showed some pretty slick maneuvering you can do too. Uh, they were talking about like doing like a 360 turn while like shutting off your engine and drifting backwards. And like the, you know, the, there's these crazy maneuvers you can do to try and get an advantage on, uh, on your enemies. Mm-hmm. And it sounds really cool. It sounds like you have a great level of control of your, your ship's. Um, There was, you know, a a good variety of ships that you can choose from, Uh, you know, seemed like there is some decent cosmetics you can get for them, too, for your pilot and your ship. And so, like, overall, like... It, it looks good. And I think there is, I think they said it's both, there's a single player mode, like a campaign and then multiplayer. Is that, is that right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. There's single player. I don't think it's, yeah, it's not all multiplayer.
0: Yeah. No, there's yeah. A, a single player campaign where you get to split between a pilot on the Imperial and then the new Republic. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I mean that that alone, you know, maybe I'd get it for the single player, mm-hmm. and then maybe see if I feel good enough to go into multiplayer. Like I, I think it looks really cool. It's just like I said, I'm as as bad as I was at the the dog fighting in <laughs> Battlefront too. Yeah. It just it worries me. So, <laughs> but it looks great.
0: Yeah, I mean I I love Star Wars. Um, I I love that we're getting another Star Wars game. Um, especially it seemed like we had just that we had hadn't seen star Wars games and EA was taking their time with battlefront. Um, and then battlefront two felt like it took forever and both were kind of just like, didn't really hit it. And then we got, you know, Jedi fallen order, which just like, and then we're getting squadrons so like a year, year later. So I, I hope that they're, they're They tap, they tap into that, uh, IP more because I feel like they totally have missed so many opportunities. Um, I'm surprised we're, just getting a game like this now at the end of the generation right like right uh but nonetheless i'm glad that it's coming i'm in the same boat i'm terrible at that stuff like i have to like it, especially like the inverted controls and stuff can sometimes confuse me mm-hmm. um cuz my mind will all like how ha- they'll be <laughs> inverted and so i'll like turn off the inverted controls and then all of a sudden my mind will like think to go inverted and i'm like oh crap now should i switch it back and it's just like i'm smashing (laughs) into stuff and it's like oh god but and and for me like star wars um even the movies i would say like i'm all i'm about like the the jedi fallen order stuff give me the jedi give me the sith give me the lightsaber battles that's Mm -hmm. that uh, like uh, most people that is like the the best part of star wars um But I mean, this is this is cool. And I know that there's a huge audience for the the space space battles and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, the game's going to be it's not going to be a full price game, right? It's uh, right. 30, 30 bucks or something like that. So uh, let's see,
1: maybe 40.
0: It's 40, 30, 40 40 in Canada 39.99 30 30. Canada so I would expect like $30 maybe or yeah, 30 okay. yeah I don't know how that works out but
1: Yeah I know it wasn't full price yeah. though which you know in and of itself is is alluring especially for a title that looks as good as it does and, Yeah, um, is Star Wars and then I think also they mentioned that uh, there would be d- free DLC content in mm-hmm. the future for it as well so it looks like they're going to be supporting it for free Yeah um so I mean that's really good especially considering how how much uh hot water they got into with uh the way they tried to monetize battlefront yeah. 2 so
0: and that game is coming October 2nd i believe yes uh, yes mm-hmm. okay uh all right and then your ea sports section so uh here's the the point form section cuz i don't think either of us really care um No. FIFA 21 on Switch will be another Legacy Edition. So in other terms, you're not getting the full experience that other console players are getting. Uh, That's my impression of that. But uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X, FIFA 21, Madden 21 showcased at EA Play. FIFA 21 coming to Steam, release date leaked. Um, I'm just reading these little headlines here. Madden 21 and FIFA 21 look stunning in these new 4K images. And then... Uh, Only Canada cares uh, cares about NHL twenty one, so that only (laughs) spoke to one country. I guess it's so funny because like that's the only sports game I care about um, as (laughs) a big hockey fan, but like it never gets any sort of time. Um, It's the one game that I sports game that isn't on Frostbite Engine. It's still like running on its own. It just like it it sucks because FIFA and Madden have had these like single player stories in. in their their sports games, which is really cool. I loved playing. I think it was FIFA nineteen or FIFA. Yeah, I think it was FIFA nineteen or eighteen. I don't know. Whatever that first one was. I think it was Alex Hunter. You play, and I don't really care about soccer at all. Um, but I had a fun time playing that. And even the I think it was Long Shot in Madden. I really liked playing um, because it's cool because you get to like play out the a person's story of getting drafted and training camp and there's cut scenes. Like I, I find that really cool, and I want sports games to do that more. Um, and I want them to do that with hockey because I I like hockey a lot. And um, I just it's never gonna happen. It's like they, sports games like it's the tell as old as time. It's just like put a new date on it, roster updates, a couple new features, and then you know rinse and repeat. <laughs> yep.
1: Make it look slightly prettier yeah. than the last one. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, Next Generation Games. So EA is working on next generation projects at several of its major studios, including DICE, EA Motive, BioWare, and Criterion Games. Criterion specifically is currently working on the Need for Speed franchise after taking several years to focus on other projects. And DICE is working on making Battlefield even bigger than before. BioWare, meanwhile, will continue working on games with rich stories and characters and alongside Star Wars Squadrons. EA Motive is working on a new IP, um so again just kind of updates on what's happening with EA Studios and where they're going um I'll just say right now like I wish we would have seen a little bit of something <laughs> from yeah. some of these right yeah. uh, this
1: is the part of the showcase that kind of th- this is where I kind of had some beef because uh they they came on they said we're we're excited to to show you know look at at next gen titles and we didn't really see anything like we saw some like wireframes and like really really early uh development mm-hmm. footage like it would have been nice to see a little bit of something um you know it it looked like maybe there was uh a, a scene or two from <clears throat> uh the new Dragon
0: Age game yeah.
1: which was was that announced last year or the year before
0: uh ooh, I want to say last year i feel like I can look it up real quick, but...
1: Like, it would have been maybe nice if they could have shown us... If they could have at least prepared some kind of trailer for that game mm-hmm. um, to go into the showcase, I think that would have gone a long way instead of just showing uh, a really, you know, just brief image or two, like, still shot, I think, even um, from what is probably uh, the the new Dragon Age game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, like, Dragon Age inquisition came out in 2014 and i know that bioware has had other things on the go andromeda um obviously anthem was huge and still is sounds like it's still a huge priority for them in terms of their development but um yeah i i I don't know it's just like uh, it it sucks that you are getting that tease and then not hearing anything the year after you know what i mean like that's um it just kind of like I don't know everyone's expecting it and so when it doesn't happen it hurts a little bit more you know yeah (laughs) but I guess that the first world problems and as a video game fan
1: (laughs) but yeah I mean and again just I think that was just the most frustrating part because it made it sound like we were actually going to see something next gen related and we didn't really
0: see no anything (laughs) yeah for sure cuz like even even criterion talking about working on new, a new need for speed um it's like they like great show us something give us whatever um you know Battlefield they mentioned it's like you know I know that Battlefield 5 didn't do great for them Battlefield 1 I really liked but I I I was expecting to to hear about Battlefield 6 or something cuz that that's been a couple years now since that um so yeah show us show us what you're doing for next gen um even if it isn't teases or whatever don't just kind of like talk about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) which gets to our next announcement (laughs) which i'm a little conflicted on because i'm equally hyped as i am kind of like i could care less about this little announcement so skate four is finally happening the the meme has come true give Us skate 4 is is real um, so basically they came out and said that there's a new skate game coming. there's no official name so it's not even titled skate 4. Um, they talked about how fans brought this into existence and so that's pretty cool in itself that the, it's it's so funny because like I feel like skate, I, I uh, and we, you know this, Adam, but I, like I lo- I grew up loving skateboarding. I still am, think it's awesome, and I'm really interested in. Even though I don't skateboard anymore, um, and I, I always thought that like skate the Tony Hawk games were popular because not only were they fun, that's also what like the culture was at the time of the the late '90s and early 2000s of you know of being a skater, whether you skateboarded or not. That was like a a fad and, and like I said part of culture and um, I always saw skate as like kind of a, we, people were over skateboarding at that point and only people who really cared about skateboarding but then the internet proved me wrong and I don't know if like the, the memes that were you know year after year after year I don't know if people were just jumping on the bandwagon I'm sure there was a lot of people doing that but uh, I just hope that it, it meets expectations because, man, like if you're going to to do something that fans have brought into existence, like they're going to be looking at it hard now. Right. Like there's no room for error on this game. Um, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see what this game is down the road. Um, but it's it's very far away from the sounds of it. Um, and it's
1: kind of funny, too, because I uh, before the show started, I think, it, again, in our group chat, we were kind of going through what uh, kind of our, our predictions of what might be in the show. And I know you had said it's kind of just like a long shot, but probably won't happen. It yeah. was a Skate 4 announcement. And, uh, my response to that was don't be too hasty because we've gotten like four or five other skateboarding games. It's true. Uh, yeah. So far, like just in, in the previous announcements that we've had over uh, the course of June, like the different showcases that we've seen, like there's been, there's been so many uh, skating games. And I, I can't remember all of them now, but uh, there was definitely, well, I, a list I remember of like them. <laughs> four or five. Yeah. Um, Skater XL you know,
0: session, mm-hmm. Skatebird, skate story, uh, there was a cat one, wasn't there? Like yeah, that with cat the one with the unicorn zombies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so man, skateboarding's back, baby! Like let's right? let's go. <laughs>
1: so I was like, if it's if, if there's any year it's going to be announced, it's going to be this year because apparently totally. skateboarding <laughs> is now all the rage. Yeah.
0: So. And then oh yeah, I forgot to mention Tony Hawk in September. Obviously. Oh so, right, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. yep. the the biggest one. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm I'm obviously excited. I. I was talking about on the show like a month ago how after Tony Hawk was announced, I went home and I played Skate 3 um, for like a couple weeks there straight and had a great time and, and forgot how how fun those games are and how they're like a good sim simulation skateboarding game. And I so I'm very excited that we're getting a new one. But uh, at the same time, it's like, I want. I wanted something. Give me a tease. You know what I mean. Like, show mm-hmm. us rather than two guys on the screen announcing it. Like, just even like, I don't know. Like, make a, it's a black screen and we hear the sound of a skateboard rolling on concrete <laughs> and, and popping a kick flip. And then just like some little teas like that would. I would love to see the reactions around that because I just feel like it would be the hype there would be would be awesome but anyways I guess I guess you can't really do that when it's such so early on and I'm sure they're still trying to plan things on but do you think it was too soon for them to to talk about it and announce it
1: probably yeah. yeah i mean the fact that they didn't have anything other than to say and this is kind of the same this is the same way they told us about uh jedi fallen order too
0: oh my god i uh, forgot about remember that yeah uh, andrew
1: <laughs> renee where it's just you know dude was out in the crowd and it's like oh by the way he's like we're working on a star wars game yeah
0: it, um, it's gonna be between episode three and four you're gonna be a jedi and they're like sitting in the audience and andrew yeah. renee's like nodding, and i'm like oh my god <laughs> like wow great announcement guys
1: <laughs> yeah so they're they're really bad at announcing these things without any sort of like teaser yeah. or like a logo or something um yeah it's like ha- you know have something yeah. like it kind of makes you wonder if they maybe they saw all the skateboarding games and they're like hey now's the time so yeah. let's just get a couple <laughs> guys on camera to say it, it's it's coming yeah um because i mean if you don't have anything then you know maybe it's maybe it hasn't even started development yet you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it could be years even yeah totally uh, before anyone gets to play this game so yeah probably a little too early
0: yeah um for those of you who are big skate fans uh, i do highly recommend checking out skater xl because that is coming out next month i believe sometime in july and it's a cheaper game i think it is only like 30 dollars or something like that 30 40 dollars it's from uh Independent studio and it is like a spiritual successor to Skate. Very similar uh, mechanics. I will say, watching it, um, the the physics of Skate is what made it so good, right? Of making it feel realistic. Um, Any sports games in general, the physics are are a big, big, big thing in the gameplay. And just watching it, I haven't played it yet, but watching ScareXL it looks like it's a little. But I think it would it would. Feed, feed the appetite of those people eager for escape escape experience or whatever so i i've already told myself i'm gonna pick that game up next month so I can, i'll talk about it i'm sure uh nice sometime then yeah so that was ea play that's how they wrapped up the show was with that which is i mean even though it was lackluster i I'm glad that they ended on that because that is what everyone wanted, right? So Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it definitely was. Like, if you're going to make the announcement, even if you don't have anything to show, like, that is kind of kind of the best one more thing they, mm-hmm. they could have done. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Let's move on to our next topic, which is Marvel's Avengers. So we got the Avengers Ward table stream, which showed off uh, new solo and co-op gameplay. And we got to know who the big bad villain is. So uh, I'm pulling a lot of this information from Michael McWhirter over on Polygon. Uh, He had a nice summary of everything. So Modok is the big bad. Modok is the big bad. Um, Do you know anything about Modok?
1: Very little. Um, He's usually just kind of like... uh I don't want to say mini boss in in most like Marvel games, but yeah, kind of like, you know, maybe like an end stage boss or something like that. Like, um, I don't think I've ever played a game where he's like the big bad. But, you know, I'm sure in the comics there's been plenty of instances Mm -hmm. where he was. But um, yeah, I think this. Uh, this opens up a good door for for something new. For sure, him in here. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm glad that they're uh, they're not following what you know MCU has done. And there's so many. well, There's like 20 plus movies in there. Uh, let's see a villain that maybe m- most of the general audience isn't familiar with. Um, and yeah, they alluded to uh, where his some of the, his appearances in previous comics. So he's a, an established Marvel villain. Um, so there's lots of source material I'm sure that they can pull from, but yeah, he he's the villain. Um, basically, the you're going to be going against uh, this corporation called AIM, um, which is Advanced Idea Mechanics, and they basically have created hundreds of these me- uh, mechan mechanici- me- why can I say that word mechanized mechanized there it is I was like that is an odd (laughs) word mechanized soldiers and robots um and basically uh, I'll just read this uh so players will also battle hundreds of mechanized soldiers and robots built by aim which deploys its creations under the guise of security after the Avengers disband at the head of aim is George Tarleton better known as uh MODOK Aka the mechani- uh, mechanized organism designed only for killing. That is a badass name. Miss <laughs> <laughs> um, Marvel has an encounter with Tarleton in a new story trailer. You can watch it above. Released during the War Table live stream, which apparently kicks off Kamala Khan's journey to reunite the fractured Avengers. So we got this previously when Avengers was announced uh, a day right. Avengers have kind of been disbanded um and so aim is coming in to to help protect people but clearly it's at the head of this this villain and things go awry and as as the avengers do they have to save save uh save the world right so kind of interesting very generic but i mean it's a superhero game right like you're not expecting they, they they follow that same narrative pattern always so it's um, but it's just providing some more light on that. We did uh, see previously Marvel Villains uh, uh, Abomination and Taskmaster previously, so we are going to get some bits and pieces in there, and, and you know, I'm sure there's going to be cameo of villains here and there. Um, they did talk about DLC coming to the game, which I'm sure is later on in this article, uh, but there's going to be... Uh, future heroes, and I'm assuming we're going to get future villains as well, um, free. They, they announced that DLC updates, when they add that stuff, is going to be free to players, so that's pretty cool. Um, so we got to see a bit more of uh, Thor, and they have these things called hero missions. So basically the gameplay is kind of split up um, with these hero missions, and so we got to look after... Thor's and basically he's dressed as his alter ego Donald Blake and he's to help the Avengers take on aim, threat, and prevent the crash of a helicarrier known as Chimera. Thor teams up with Hulk, Iron Man, Miss Marvel, and Black Widow Widow, as MODOK taunts them. MODOK accuses Thor of being responsible for Captain America's death in the game. Hero Missions is Crystal Dynamics' name for story-based single-player missions and will move the story-based campaign forward. This particular hero mission showcases Thor's melee and ranged abilities as well as his ultimate in which he summons the Bifrost to break through enemy shields. The preview for Once an Avenger appears to show a modern day version of Phil Sheldon, the newspaper reporter slash photographer at the center of the 1994 Marvel's miniseries. Sheldon appears as a television reporter. So what I'm more interested in this little bit here is... Yeah, we got to see Thor. We got to see a little bit more of his, um, you know, gameplay and how he his combat works and everything like that. But I was uh, more interested in how they've set up this single-player campaign as being kind of like single-player missions. How do you feel about that of kind of going in this HUD world, hub world where you kind of go and pick your missions and play bits of stories like that? How do you feel about that?
1: Um, I, I think I'm on the on the fence, maybe leaning towards not being a fan of that approach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Crystal Dynamics they they previously did the Tomb Raider games. Yeah. Uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So they're very uh, maybe kind of linear, but very um, cinematic, kind of like Uncharted is. Um, and I, I would have maybe seen, uh, would have liked to have seen something more like that, very stylized, like. Um, you know experience story driven kind of thing um where we don't really get that now because of the you know, the the very kind of co-op heavy uh approach that they want to take with this kind of borderline uh ultimate alliance mm-hmm. i guess style yeah. style game um so it, I, yeah i would kind of rather just go through like a series of missions um you know having like an overworld like you know but if you're just you know you go back to like your your operating station and then you choose a mission and then you go out like that's just not as uh entertaining however um i believe and this might be later in the article i believe you do get to kind of build your uh your your like hub station i think um you know which would be you know I guess kind of cool
0: yeah it seemed it seemed I they kind of alluded to that and uh yeah I'm kind of in the same boat as you I think a lot of people want this game to be spider-man or just a third person (laughs) action adventure game that's the
1: thing like when you you have a game like spider-man that comes out and it just you know it sets the world on fire and everybody that touches that loves that game and I I think that's kind of what we wanted we all wanted this to be is you know because we we all just want more Mm spider-man um but then you know imagine spider-man but it's the avengers like how great does that sound but uh that's not quite what we're getting here um and i want it to be great Mm -hmm. because it's on my my fantasy critic uh, (laughs) roster but (laughs) um i think you know unfortunately though the the narrative is starting to go into um you know, a game that a lot of people as of right now, aren't really liking what they're seeing. And when it comes to review time, you know, they may already have it in their heads. Like,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, this game didn't look great. So, you know, I'm not really expecting anything, but, you know, maybe they'll, they'll shatter those expectations and, you know, maybe going in with kind of a low bar is going to be good. That yeah, it could be good. That for them. It gives a chance to exceed expectations, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see as, you know when the game comes out in a couple months
0: yeah i i mean the game got delayed it was we were would have been out by this point um with its original That's release right. date yeah. but uh i'm glad that they're taking more time to polish it e- even just watching the game i know there's a lot of dialogue online of it looking a little not rough but just like not that impressive like i mean we just got off of playing the last of us which that game looked really good right like yes, i yeah um and you know there there's kind of when big triple A games have now set that standard with you know Horizon Zero Dawn or uh Death Stranding is another one that I think looks really good like mm-hmm. um y- this is the Avengers right like this is the the biggest and best of the the Marvel universe and it needs to be big and it needs to be good and there's a lot of high expectations there and even even if you take away people and the, the MCU cuz that's a lot of people's exposure to Avengers and Marvel in general if you take that away and just like still like there's so many things that it's going to be compared to um mm-hmm. just just as a video game right regardless of the IP and i yeah i it's it's unfortunate that they've had such a t- tough time but to your point i it, it is possible that maybe this these lower expectations for it it could catch people by surprise um it also kind of gives me this impression sorry i should go into uh, talking a little bit about the co-op here um because <laughs> they did touch on that co-op that's probably a good idea yeah. too yeah
1: cuz i i think the next thing i want to talk about does kind of relate yeah, to, me too. to that so
0: so uh, co-op war zones. So war zones are repeatable cooperative missions that take place in wide open spaces and dense interiors where players will take their customizable Avengers out for a spin. Each hero in the Avengers has dozens of unlocked- unlockable cosmetic outfits, some of which can be earned by completing missions and objectives, and some of which will only be available through an in-game marketplace. Those outfits draw inspiration from classic comic book and Marvel Cinematic Universe designs. Unlockable powers and gear also draw from the various Marvel universes. Black Widow has her Widow's Bite, while Thor can charge up his teammates with his lightning-based powers. As players embark on co-op missions, they'll work with a variety of factions, including an Inhuman Resistance group and former S.H.I.E.L.D. members such as Nick Fury and Dum-Dum Duggan. Anyone who has played Destiny will find much of Marvel's Avengers faction interactions very familiar-looking. Yeah, that was one thing I noticed that it was like there was a lot in the Avengers that just was like, man, this is destiny, but with an yeah. Avenger skin over top of it. Even. Right.
1: Yeah. They showed like the, uh, the, the sort of equipment that you can acquire yeah. and, and gear into. And of course you're leveling up and the higher level, the better gear you can put on there. And, uh, looked like it had that kind of classic, like, uh, you know, sort of rarity scale, mm-hmm. um, that you get to. And then of course you have like your, your skill tree, Uh, which you you know you get that in like a destiny game so like uh, earlier on i mentioned you know it kind of has like ultimate alliance vibes to it but it definitely has destiny vibes to Mm -hmm. it as well so it's it's almost kind of like which maybe gives it a little bit more hope emulating something that's as popular as destiny but kind of putting an event an Avengers skin on it so yeah um it could end up being a, a lot of fun
0: Uh, players will also rebuild their own helicarrier and team up with other players for special two-on-one finishing moves and then Iron Man's Hulk blaster armor was in it so it looks like players are going to be able to access that at some point that's the big big boy Iron Man suit (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, yeah so Marvel's Avengers is coming out September 4th PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC and also Stadia now I don't is are they getting it day and date that, on Stadia?
1: I don't I don't know, but that would that actually would be huge that. for them.
0: <laughs> it would be, yeah. <laughs> give them give those poor Stadia folks something to play. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what's cooler is that it's also going to be playable on PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. Um, for those of the people who bought it on PS4 and Xbox One, they're going to get that next gen upgrade for free. So, uh, yeah. I mean do you have anything to talk like I have what is your opinion on this co-op mode and how they've outlined it here I um
1: I mean it could be fun (laughs) you know uh you know squad up with some friends and and go be avengers together um you know that and again especially if it it kind of plays out like destiny um but of course you know having the different avengers brings a, a much uh wider uh wider range of how you deal damage, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's melee or, you know, its range. Whereas, um, you know, with Destiny, like, you know, it, it kind of all plays out the same, right? Like you mostly shoot guns and then you have slightly different powers between your classes. Whereas with the Avengers, you know, you can expect a wider array of abilities to, uh, to be able to, to choose from based on who you're playing. Um, and we even saw, like, even, you know, the character you play has certain uh, skill sets based on more range or more melee focuses. So having that custom customizability to, um, you know, to kind of change your character around and how your play style is um, so you can be Hulk but still kind of play a- as a ranged person is, I think, very good. And, you know, when you get everyone together and kind of, you know it was saying here about like combo attacks. Like it could be really interesting to see how combos work between, uh, different builds Mm -hmm. of, of Avenger heroes.
0: No, for sure. I, I'm definitely, yeah, I, I, I just wanted, I guess the, and I know that this is like a lot of people are saying this, but I, like I said, I, I I have that expectation of what the single player was going to be. And then I just Mm -hmm. thought that it was going to be, the co-op was going to be that, but I could play with you and your brother and Garrett, you know what I mean? Like that we could go through those things. And whereas, you know, I'm playing as Thor and black widows over there and their AI, I could just, you know, put those people in. And I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just like, I feel like this game has such a hard time at like really showing what it is. um, Yeah. And I think what it, it comes down to is once this game comes out, or once um, you know some previews happen, and and the reviews start coming in, it's like I think that will be a, a time where you can kind of figure out what this game is going to be um, because even even with like they the, and they talked about this in this whole presentation about how lots of people had questions or they we we wanted to be more transparent on things or we weren't clear on this like they did allude to that through it but i just feel like it's so there's all this mishmash and like even watching it i'm like this looks cool i'm i'm down for this but i'm having a hard time of breaking it all down and really understanding like what everything means and how it how it's going to play which isn't necessarily the best Foot to go off of, um, you know, when you're trying to sell a game. So, but I, I I do like the customization. I like the upgrading your weapons and stuff like that. That all looked really cool, um, especially with the, the the typical looting system of the colors and everything like that. Like I love that stuff. The grind for for better loot um, is going to be really cool. But yeah, so like, is this going to be a day one purchase for you?
1: i'm not sure uh you know remains to be seen it might kind of depend on if we see a little bit more before the the game launches like it's it's one that i'm certainly gonna want
0: Mm -hmm, me too Uh,
1: like i i want it to be good and i want to want it on day one but um and, and i'd say you know if if other games are beaten by then you know ghost of tsushima is beaten and uh, now that uh, Cyberpunk is is pushed right, back that and that kind of opens po- up some point. room, like that that might be, you know, a good time where I just need a new game to play and this could be the one that that fills in that gap. Um, I think it'll be a I think it'll be a fun game, but it's not going to be, you know, an amazing game. Like it's it's probably not going to score nines. You know, it's probably going to hover around that. You know, maybe seven and a half to eight range. Um, based on what I'm seeing. So it's not going to be like, you know, this killer new game that like, it's not going to be game of the year, but I think it'll be just, you know, that sort of um, just decent fun for, you know, people to play with their friends or whatever, just a new destiny type game, but Avengers.
0: Yeah. I think it it will be fun. Cause that, that was always my, my thing about uh, ultimate Alliance and wanting to play, the one that came to switch is just being mm-hmm. able to play as different characters in the Marvel universe with my friends and stuff like that. And I feel like it just looking at that game. Um, I, 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 I still would love to try it out. I know you've played it, but my, I just, it I wanted a different, like th- this Avenger games seems closer to what I'm wanting in terms yeah. of uh, a superhero video game experience. Um, it's not exactly what I wanted, but I I think you're right. I think this game's gonna sell. The selling point is just being able to play as your friends and try figuring out who your main is, right? Who's your go-to mm-hmm. hero that you love to play as? And um, yeah, I think it would be fun at some point. Um, I I don't know if I'm getting it at launch. I I'll, I'll say that. Like I this is around Tony Hawk Pro Skater two, uh, mm-hmm. one plus mm-hmm. two. So I'm like. Well, I, it's, I don't know. I, I would rather play that game, but um, this is a, a game I also want to play. And um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I, I need to think about it more, and I hope that we get a couple more looks at it um, before it releases. All right, moving on to Cyberpunk 2077 Night City Wire. So this was their presentation, digital live stream that showed off couple things we got a new gameplay trailer uh well i don't know if it was gameplay it was a was there gameplay in it it was a a new trailer nonetheless
1: yeah like it wasn't like it wasn't us walking through a mission like we've seen in in previous uh trailers but it was you know it was just basically a trailer showing uh i guess kind of scenes from the game and they, I feel like when you watch it, it looks like a lot. But then right after that, they're like, this is just the prologue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I thought was amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, the Well, let's just jump into some of these things and then we can kind of talk about it some more. So, um, well, actually, well, let's see. A gameplay feature shown during Night City Wire. So I'm going to go over this and then we can talk a little bit about that mm-hmm. brain dance gameplay feature um because we got a big look at that and then uh well i'll just get this out of the way cd project red announced a new cyberpunk anime that is being produced by studio trigger for netflix are you who are you familiar with studio trigger do you know anime at all
1: i'm not okay familiar yeah no I,
0: I the reason i ask is because uh i was seeing on twitter that people were pumped that it was studio trigger so i think they're hmm. they obviously are known for for that stuff so um yeah that, but that's not coming until 2022 or something like that i think they said oh wow uh so a little ways kind of
1: too bad it, it would have been nice to get a, uh, a a taste of the cyberpunk world before yeah. oh yeah uh, the right? game comes out but
0: can you imagine if we got that like releasing in september when the game was supposed to come out and then you know people would be hyped up for that game by the mm-hmm. time it yeah. releases so uh so let's talk about some of the gameplay features they did kind of a QA on some things uh, so the player will be working with a character named jackie on a hunt for a legendary chip of immortality jackie introduces the player to a fixer that will introduce them to new chips and enhancements the Mox is one of the gangs the player will encounter in Cyberpunk 2077, and craft a unique relationship with them. Outside the city walls is the district called the Badlands. So this was kind of interesting. We've seen a look at uh, um, at Night City, but outside its walls is this kind of barren desert with uh, so the it, there's there's little towns or whatever that they they showed off in it. But there's a lot of you know desert um to explore which is which is cool um the atom smasher is a big modified enforcer introduced in the cyberpunk tabletop rpg and now is now in the game this is this guy looked badass like he was uh he was huge he was huge and <laughs> the atom smasher is a dope ass name <laughs> yeah, it is yep. Uh, Ripper Docs are different backstreet doctors in Night City that will enhance your character with new body mods. So these are just little things that they they talked about. But yeah, talking about the gameplay itself, um, the game actually was playable by some people. Um, some people in the industry, particularly press and influencers, got a chance to play the game for about four hours. So I highly recommend that you. Uh, I I listened to Blessing over at Kindy Kind Kindy Kind of Funny talk about. The game and that was honestly more exciting to hear his impressions of it rather than this Night City Wire presentation because um, obviously you can't you don't have all this time to go into specific details of and every person's going to have a different experience but it, it really gave a better look into what Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be and like you said just talking about the prologue section and how how big that is um and I like how Blessing had this comparison of Cyberpunk 2077 being like a combination of Far Cry mixed with Grand Theft Auto um, mixed with, you know, the Witcher in terms of its quest. Like I, I am really excited for a RPG set in this kind of genre of the cyberpunk mm-hmm. genre and stuff. Like it's just going to be incredible. Uh, Exploring this city and, you know, dealing with like the, like they mentioned, the, these gang, uh, what was it called? Um, the mocks, you know, going, going up and having these, but then also having side quests, right? And being able to come across just probably all sorts of crazy shit in this city that is full of like cyborgs and all these like futuristic humanoid type characters. And, um, that's going to be really, really cool. So, uh, how do like what are your before we talk about this brain dance thing i want to talk a little bit more about the gameplay uh that has been talked about and what we've seen so far like where where are you feeling about it do you have any concerns about the game or do you think it's going to be a home run
1: i think it's going to be an absolute home run i can't wait to get my hands on this game man <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah listening to to blessing talk about his experience with the game he said he got to play about four hours which uh which, as far as he knows, may have all been prologue as well. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that kind of gives, uh, you know, just the scope of the game. Like if that's just the prologue, like this game is going to be hours and hours and hours long. Um, and, you know, to be honest, with that being the case, it, you know, if it's not coming out till November now, like that could give people a lot of time to play because we don't typically see big games coming out, uh, you know, in December. Mm-hmm. although granted with next gen maybe we will yeah. but um you know this this could be a, a really good opportunity to just you know sit down and play this game for uh ever really <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> um, for sure and it kind of sounds like it, he said the first thing you do when you create your character even before you start customizing appearance and everything is you choose a backstory which it sounded like there were 3 to choose from there was uh like a like a corporate like businessman Uh, there was a nomad and then like a street kid. Um, and, and it sounds like, you know, based on his experience and then from other press that got their hands on is whichever one you choose, it starts you off in a different place. Mm -hmm. Um, so we may see, you know, it'd be interesting to know if depending on your backstory that you choose, I wonder if you're getting an entirely different storyline. Um, so, you know, that could, that could be huge replayability depending on how, how separate these stories are when you choose them. Because um, I think someone said if you choose the Nomad, you actually start out in the Badlands. Um, and then if you choose like the corporate person, then you, you kind of start off doing the things that we've seen in the, the demos uh, and gameplay so far. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how different those experiences are and how again kind of how much replayability you get because of that like are they completely uh separate storylines or do they all converge at some point like that all kind of remains to be seen and and i'm very interested to find out but yeah i think i think the scope of this game is going to be huge i think it's all going to be extremely entertaining it's an amazing uh kind of setting like that cyberpunk theme Mm -hmm. is just so cool so intriguing Uh, The way, you know, body parts are just totally hot swappable (laughs) in this universe is, um, you know, and the things that they've shown that you can do by, by actually swapping body parts is, is absolutely incredible. Um, You know, and you can kind of choose again, just from like previous information, like choosing if you want to retain, you know, mostly your humanity with just a few augments or you can maybe augment your yourself enough to where you're basically like this Adam smasher guy where he's pretty much a full on cyborg at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's all just going to be so great to explore. And I, I really can't wait to, uh, to play this game. I'm so sad that it's being delayed again. I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about it before. Like it's okay to feel both. It's okay to yeah. be heartbroken uh, by the delay. And also, you know, glad that they're doing everything they kind of make sure this game is is you know damn near perfect as possible um because because it does have such high expectations going into it and i think i think they're gonna nail it you know they did say the, the game's done like they're just polishing bug smashing all that stuff balancing yeah. um so i i know in the end it's going to be better for it the extra time and care they're putting into it but damn i want to play this game so bad
0: <laughs> oh man me too like i put it as my most anticipated game this year and uh when it got delayed in april it was a bit of a bummer but it was like okay now it gives us some room for uh final fantasy and then september i was like oh that's a great spot you know right right before next gen you know avengers is kind of in there too but like that that's great and then I think you're right although it pains pains us that we have to wait a couple more months it is a good time for that because um like it, it will be interesting to see what the i and so sorry they did mention that the these versions uh you could you would get the upgrade to the next gen yes. I, they did mm-hmm. confirm that um yep. and so the conversation now is, Will this game release a week, two weeks, uh, four weeks before next gen consoles? Like typically November, like that is kind of the ballpark. If we're just going in, in terms of PS4 and Xbox One when those consoles came out, and you know the PS5 Series X, they are slotted for for holiday 2020. Um, so. I'm glad that it's kind of closer to that so that I can just get it on my Xbox or that's, that's another thing that I, we were kind of talking on our group chat is um, like, what are your, like you said that you were going to probably pick this up on PC, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because, Hey, you have the, you just built a PC. I, I would too. Uh, for myself, I wanted to buy this on Xbox. You know, I was planning on buying it on Xbox, but I don't really see myself getting an xbox series x um at launch and but i do see myself possibly getting well i'm I'm pretty much sold on on the ps5 at getting it at launch and Mm -hmm. so it would make more sense for me to buy it ps4 um like i just i just want to know a little bit more i want that to be more concrete like is there like what what I what's the difference? Like, are they just going to up-res As it? it like, is there going to be any difference? Is it just an it just says enhanced version will be released later? Um, so when is that later? Right. So I don't know. But
1: so my question that so it this probably isn't going to happen. But I am curious because I did speculate on this a little bit. Is you know we've we've known in the the first two release dates that we've had for this game, we knew. Stadia wasn't going to be day and date Mm -hmm. now with this new delay, because it was still planned to be on Stadia this year, just Mm -hmm. not in September with the other consoles. So one, do you think Stadia will be day and date now with this new delay? And two, would that impact your decision on platform at all? Would this be the thing that says, you know what, maybe it's time to really give Stadia a fair shake.
0: Um, so i i think there is a possibility that it could come to stadia day and date with this with this delay now um i mean all it takes is a simple press release to say nope that's not happening but i think it's possible because uh blessing talking about how they stream the game to these people um mm-hmm. yeah and it yeah, wasn't through stadia but it was through a similar kind of plat- platform so I, I think like Stadia is also now getting a little. Uh, I know we pick on it all the time, but it's it is slowly. I don't know if it's it's going to have a comeback or anything, but it is it is still getting support and they are trying to optimize it. So I I think it could. I have no interest in, in playing it through stream, um, just because I want this game. Like if I'm being honest, I would love to spend three grand on a rig and just play this game on a pc uh with this type of game i think that's how i would want to play it um but no yeah I'll, i i uh i really yeah i couldn't see myself getting it on stage especially i wouldn't want to pay for a game like this just to stream it right if i'm going to drop the money on it i want it uh the best experience i i can have and i just don't think that it's even possible to do that with what i've been able to see from streaming uh at least through stadia and stuff like that so but
1: it was it's it's intriguing because i was initially thinking about getting stadia or getting cyberpunk on stadia with the assumption that it was going to be day and date because my thought was if i do i can play this game anywhere anywhere you want i don't have to be um, you know, to stuck your to your a desk, console, yeah. you know, TV or whatever that I could just literally, you know, I'm on lunch break at work, I can be playing Cyberpunk. You know, yeah. Like, the The thought of that and this being the game to do that like was really appealing to me. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely fallen on hard times, and it is essentially like, you know, if it's working as intended, uh, you're essentially playing on next gen hardware because I mean, it is going to. Uh, you know, keep pace with these these new upcoming consoles. As far as I understand, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously your connection is going to be the the deciding factor of how high the quality yeah. is going to be. But, you know, having that sort of ability to not only just play it anywhere, but basically be able to play it on like a, a potato of a PC yeah. or, or a tablet, you know, a or, tablet or what have you. Yeah, basically anything with Chrome and still have that same high quality experience like was really appealing to me. But now I have my PC and, you know, I'll just, you know, kind of be tied to playing it there. Mm-hmm. But um, it really does. This would be the, the first game I think that really makes a case for me wanting Stadia because of that sort of play anywhere capability.
0: I will say if they're between now and launch, if they were like, if, cause they do have a marketing deal with Xbox, Right. Um, they they released their limited edition console and controller and all of the they've been at their E3 and stuff like that. they have the marketing deal with Microsoft. If they if Microsoft could somehow bring this to X Cloud, so that um I could like have it on Xbox and also have it like basically if it's like. Um, port it to Xcloud so like I buy it on my Xbox one and I have my Xcloud app and like I could see myself uh, getting behind that because then I would have best of both worlds right I could sit on the couch at home play it on my 4k TV have that great experience but then I could also pull out my tablet pull up the Xcloud app uh, and boot up cyberpunk 2077 like that I think would, would be really cool
1: that's a good point and i mean as it stands now anything that you have purchased on your xbox yeah. you should be able to use with xcloud exactly. so yeah i mean theoretically by like if you bought it on xbox you should also be able to use it with xcloud mm-hmm. so yeah that's a good point too like if you didn't want to buy into uh, the stadia stadia ecosystem mm-hmm. although it does give you maybe a wider range of devices you can yes, play true. on but if you wanted to still have that same sort of peace of mind, I guess, with uh, with playing on console, uh, xCloud does seem like it would be, you know, perfectly fitting option as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what this whole release looks like um, in both from, from everything we've talked about and then also talking to next gen and what that looks like. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm really excited, uh, whatever ends up happening i will be getting it as soon as i can get it just like i'm sure you will and yeah i just going back to a little bit before we kind of wrap this up um just talking about when you're talking about how, how you can choose different uh sorry what was the like when you backstories or did they have yeah. the term for that or anything
1: i think i think it was just called backstories.
0: backstories yeah like that was something that was just so cool like if, if they made this in if they didn't have that, that game would still be incredible. But the fact that you can almost tailor your experience based on your backstories and and have have different have different experience, like if I play someone with a back, different backstory than you, which I'm sure is entirely possible, um, like it will be so fascinating to see how certain st- major story beats are different or maybe not different. But I, I feel like they're they're going to be because they're they're, they're purposely putting those in there. Um, I don't think they're just doing it for the hell of it. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's a reason why they want to create these backstories, and so I I'm just so down for that. Like that is so cool to me, and I can't wait to do that to customize my character how I want my character. Um, Megan is totally on board for this game. She really wants to play it too. So like just seeing how she plays her game and then being able to talk, like that, that's the coolest part that it's it's a big open world RPG set in an amazing universe uh, of this cyberpunk um, genre. And the fact that it also is so unique and to the player and being able to kind of carve out their own path is it's just an extra. It's like the cherry on top, right? <laughs> like I, God, I just want to play it so bad. Like now,
1: now let me put you into a nightmare scenario.
0: <laughs> oh God.
1: <laughs> okay, so so in a world where Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and Spider Man Miles Morales release on the same day, what do you do?
0: I'm I'm going Cyberpunk. I mean, <laughs> Cyberpunk was announced in like 2013. Was that when it was announced? Oh, it was so long. It was at ago. the beginning yeah. of this gen and it took the entire generation for it yeah. to finally release. And so I've been very like I from that first teaser, every year I'm like hoping maybe we'll get a little bit more. And then when this fi- game finally got that its first big reveal of what it was and we got to look at what Cyberpunk 2077 is, I was just like, okay, this is it. This is like the game I've dreamt of. Like, this is what I would define as like, you know, my ideal game. You know what I mean? And although I love Spider-Man, I'm so pumped for Miles Morales. It looks really awesome. I just like, especially with it being a shorter experience, like there's no, mm-hmm. no uh, conversation there for me. I'm, I'm totally, <laughs> totally there. Cause like, it, what like I've talked about on the show before, I'm so like, driven to games that have great story and this game is going to have probably a pretty crazy ridiculous story and all these crazy story side quests and the gameplay looks so fun the the driving around the city uh the first person shooter mechanics look great um you know like i think it just has it's hitting it's checking off every box of like yeah under good video game or amazing video game you know what i mean so I don't know. There's a lot of high expectations though. And it, I mean, it does get me a little worried, but I, I, I think you're right. Like, I don't think there's a chance that it could be bad. Like I would be, I would die if it was bad. I don't know if I could handle it. <laughs> but. Um, okay, quickly, let's talk about this brain dance. Cause this was a big focus of this nightwear, which was uh, a choice for sure. Um, so, uh, sorry. I don't know if I meant, mentioned Matt Kim, IGN, he, he bullet points some of these things. So, uh, just for again simplicity's sake i'm i'm going to pull from him so brain dance is this new gameplay that is featured in cyberpunk 2077 and uh, they they gave us a little demo of what this thing is so brain dance is a recording of somebody else's experience and lets you live through their memories uh, one of the developers actually was talking about how this the, the lore behind brain dance and how it was utilized in um, Things like uh, like crim, uh, prison systems, or like criminal justice, and but now it's kind of evolved into more than that. Um, and basically, sights, smell, sounds, everything will be experienced by you through a brain dance. So. The V was shown living through the memory of someone else's robbery on a grocery store. So in in analysis mode, V, who is the character you're playing, was able to explore the same scene, but this time as an observer. They could move a camera around and analyze the memory from a new perspective. It's almost like a detective mode. Braindance was created in UC Santa Cruz, Go Banana Slugs, as a therapy method. That's what it was, for therapy and stuff like that. Uh, It was later used for more carnal thrills there were negative side effects like flatlining where someone can die while brain dancing cd project red says brain dance will be an important storytelling device to explore the world's history philosophy and different factions so really cool concept in my opinion i think that fits perfectly with the, the aesthetic that they're going for um but kind of muddled down this you know presentation in my opinion it, it felt very boring if i'm being honest like the, the <laughs> concept of it all is is fascinating and I, i'm totally on board with it i just thought like okay like let us find this out in the game you know what i mean but like like they alluded to like it must be a pretty big important piece of the game that they felt that they needed to really talk about it and go into detail on it because it is going to be important that the player has some sort of knowledge of how the system works before they get thrown into it. I don't know. What did you think of this?
1: So I think they, you know, knowing now that this is going to be sort of like a series like these, uh, Night City Wire, uh, episodes, if you want to call them that, I think it was probably a good thing that they showed probably their most boring thing first, uh, just to get it out of the way, and then all the rest can, you know, have a little bit more hype behind them uh, as they go into to the further episodes. But it did; it was very reminiscent of the detective mode in Batman Arkham Knight. Um, I think it's very easy to draw comparisons mm-hmm. to that. It it does feel a little similar, maybe you know, maybe a little bit more robust than that. Um, I, I think it will play maybe a little bit more heavily than than we'll probably all want in the end. Uh I know when Blessing was talking about his his gameplay experience, he said in his four hour demo he, he basically did the brain dance thing twice during that session. And um it sounded like that may have been the thing he enjoyed the least out of it. Um which again I, I don't really blame him for that. I feel like you know if they kind of shoehorn it in mm-hmm. it could sort of lose its appeal. Because it is a neat thing, but you don't want to overplay it. Yeah. So I think you know it's going to depend on on how frequently it, it gets used but i think there are certain situations where it'll be pretty cool uh to see i know that i know they uh they they say the most popular form of it in cyber cyberpunk 2077 is for uh basically making amateur porno <laughs> yeah um so so whether or not you know this is going to be made available to players to watch uh, <laughs> porn, i don't know um but you know, maybe maybe people find some uh, some interest in it because of that. If that's a thing, oh, I I guarantee you'll <laughs> you'll get
0: into some side quest stuff that will like totally play with that stuff. Like yeah. I I almost guarantee, especially this game, the fact that this game allows you to customize your genitals and mm-hmm. up to the length of your. Your penis or a uh, blessing was saying there's pubic hair customization i'm like yeah, oh my yeah. god this game is literally just going for it everything yeah <laughs> but yeah i think it, it will be cool and I, i'm more interested in seeing like the concept is cool a robbery of a grocery store it's like whatever the, we like i think this will shine with those bigger moments or you know being able to uh pull into the story more and help show motivations behind other characters that you know about and stuff like that i think i think when we see it in action it will be we'll 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 get it it'll click but um
1: and i think it will be a nice way to see even more of the world of cyberpunk mm -hmm. and and night city through these little various uh sort of brain dance encounters so you know, maybe things that we or you know parts of the city that we maybe normally wouldn't experience will be able to experience through these exactly. And, yeah. and you know, it's 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 more lore being added exactly. to the story. I, I think I had made a comment at some point that it's it's basically uh, audio logs for the year twenty seventy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I love that. All right, well, exciting stuff. Um, I'm sure, like like you said. We got more of these coming, so I don't think we'll report on every single one going forward. But this was the first one, we wanted to talk about it. If there's any big things in the future ones, we'll obviously be sure to talk about them as needed. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited and I can't wait for, for November. All right, let's move into what games we've been playing. I've only been playing The Last of Us since our last... Well, yeah, I played a little bit of Warzone before that, but I already talked about that. So, uh, yeah, I'm we're I'm, we're not going to give really any impressions on it because we want to save that for the review. Because uh, like we said at the top of the show, lots to talk about. So I'll just hand it over to you, Adam. What have you been playing?
1: I've been playing a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Last of Us 2, obviously. Um, I've been playing some more Yakuza 0. I'll uh, get yeah. through that a little bit more. Uh, Do you know what chapter I'm, you're on? I think I want to say 7. Okay. So back on, Majima, on Majima's story, right? Kind of, kind of going through that. So, yeah, you I'm, I'm partway through. Because I
0: think there's what oh, eighteen the... chapters? Is that it? 16, 18? somewhere in there. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you're about um, halfway, but all of the some of the chapters aren't as long as others. But gotcha. Yeah,
1: yeah, still having fun with it. Um, my my uh, reservations with it remain the same, but you know, not enough to, to draw me away from the experience. Because yeah. I am really getting into the story of it. And that's kind of the the driving force for me to to keep going is I just want to know What's I, I want to yeah. continue with the story. Yeah. Cause it is it definitely draw me in. So for sure. Uh so I also played a whole bunch of Steam Summer Fest uh demos that came out uh was it last last week it was it was basically uh yeah it was last week because it was right around the time uh the last of us came out so i sort of had to uh sort of pick and choose playing these demos or uh, and i actually did a stream i played through quite a few of these but Mm -hmm. um i played a lot so i'm not going to give my impressions on all of them um but i would encourage you to check some of these out so so a couple of the games that i really loved uh 30 xx was oh, yeah. probably my favorite of the bunch, cool. which is basically like a roguelike uh, Mega Man X type game. Absolutely fantastic. Can't I cannot wait for this game. It's going to probably be a day one for me.
0: Um, is, also Spirit... Is, sorry, that's a sequel to 20XX? Yeah, so
1: okay. 20XX was a roguelike of kind of like the classic Mega Man games. Gotcha, okay. So that has a little bit more classic feel, which I might actually buy now Um you know that i came across it yeah. really like 30 xx i might give 20 xx a try cool um but i also really really loved uh spiritfarer um okay. which has been in the works for a while now um it's sort of like a slice of life game with uh some touching you're you're basically getting people to cross over to the other side if you will um, but in order to do that you um, Kind of, you have to kind of complete things to to kind of tie up there any any loose business that they still have in the world of the living, and um, you know to kind of make them ready to move on. Um, so I I like that. I thought it was really cool. Um, so that was kind of on my radar a couple of years ago, and then um, it kind of fell off because I just hadn't heard anything, mm-hmm. and then this demo came out. But uh, some games that I, I really liked playing uh maybe not quite loved but really liked was uh fate tactics which is like a uh, final fantasy tactics type game hundred days which is a winery management uh (laughs) simulation type game and it combines card elements with like tetris elements and simulation elements uh it was so weird but like i i pretty much downloaded it for kelly for her to give it a try and then i played it i'm like I actually really liked this. Game. I don't know <laughs> shit about wine, so I kind of didn't know what I was doing. But oh, I was hilarious. making a profit, so I, you know, I actually had a lot of fun with that. Um, I also really liked Windjammers too. Uh, the game kind of speaks for itself, but um, I, I played I was able to play on a couple matches online, and I think I won all the ones that I played. I, I started doing pretty okay. It was a little confusing to get. Um, get the gist of but i actually ended up really liking it cool uh other games that i liked were sailforth area of spirits uh ghost runner and haven um ghost runner is like a basically like a 3d katana zero looks
0: dope man that game looks cool it,
1: it was beautiful uh the gameplay was very fluid it was just it was hard to take that sort of katana zero mechanic and turn it into a 3d skate because there's just so much going on that can come from like any direction. Gotcha. With Katana zero, it's all 2d. So I kind of have a better picture of what's going you. on. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was kind of one of those things where maybe, uh, because so much is going on that maybe it's just maybe a little too much. Yeah. So that's why fair. I didn't really like it or love it, but, that's fair. um, Ones that I wasn't a fan of were the Riftbreaker, just die already, and Skatebird. Um, Skatebird's very cute, <laughs> but it was definitely janky. Oh yeah, it looks um, janky. Yeah, and uh, I'm not really into skateboarding like games to begin with, so it didn't really do a whole lot for me. Uh, and one that I just really didn't like was called Vigil: The Longest Night, which is like a Metroidvania type game, kind kind of like souls like metroidvania um but it was it was like a full game it wasn't like a it wasn't a roguelike or anything it was just like um like a story driven sort of dark souls uh metroidvania that just didn't really appeal to me but so i played through a ton of those um uh you know definitely go through and check out the ones that i i liked and and loved um or any of them really if if you want to look into more of them. Uh, But there was more I wanted to try, but those were the ones that I got to buy. Oh, uh, there's another one I I totally missed. One that I really liked was called Chris Tales. Can't believe I missed this because this was actually one of my favorites that I played out of the bunch. And it was a uh, uh, very hand-drawn looking kind of JRPG style game with uh, interactive combat. So like certain button presses will help you mitigate damage or make your attacks a little stronger. Uh, it also has some some time travel elements to it, uh, where you can kind of almost simultaneously interact. Oh, with Oh yeah,
0: uh, I saw past, this. Present, saw this future. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, cool. it was really cool. It, it animation wise, it almost kind of looks like uh, like a, if like Samurai Jack um, yeah. were turned into like a video game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it it was really cool. I really like that one. Definitely recommend uh, checking that one out. But. Um, other than that, I uh, just, just started up cosmic star heroine today. Uh, this game's a couple years old, but it's like a chrono trigger style game. I'm only a couple hours in, so I don't have a lot to say on it now, but so far it's seems like it's going to be a really, really good game. Um, I'm really liking it so far. And, uh, last thing I wanted to bring up was ring fit adventure. I finally got my hands on it without paying scalper prices.
0: <laughs> yeah. Those are um, crazy.
1: Yeah. And so far, it's actually, you know, it's kind of living up to to the praise that it's that it's been getting. It's Mm -hmm. a nice way to kind of work out without you feeling like it's a workout. yeah. Um, Because for me and like physical exercise, it just doesn't mix. But apparently if you gamify it in a really, really decent way, um, you know, it makes it, you know, palatable, even uh, kind of enjoyable. So uh, I've I've I just got it last week i've done two days so far and uh you know i'll probably do another uh tomorrow um but yeah so far i'm i'm really enjoying it that's
0: awesome i i really wanted to pick it up um especially because like you said a lot of people were talking about how because that that's the thing that like the the we did and like that's always been something that trying to mix fitness with video games and it sounds like ring fit is the first one in a long time that's really actually been a fun not only like a a decent workout but like a fun experience as well Mm -hmm. so i would love to try it out myself
1: yeah and they took they they made there's like a little rhythm game section in there too where you use the uh you know the 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 ring you know tool that they Mm -hmm. give you and there's a couple songs in there that they took uh you know, a couple Mario Odyssey songs oh, that they nice. have on there that you can do like a rhythm game on. There's a uh, a medley from Breath of the Wild that's on there. There's a medley of uh, Splatoon on there. Nice. And uh, so I did one of them. I did Jump Up Superstar, and uh, yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, the the song's really good, and it's a good way to, I guess, kind of get a little bit of a workout while you listen to the song. So, nice. Um, yeah so far everything i've tried with it has been has been really neat and you know i i come out of it feeling like i got actually like a a half decent workout so there you go nice
0: cool well thanks for sharing all those collection of games um yeah yeah it was a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i i love it because you you also can can find those hidden gems a lot better than i i can that the one uh Sorry, was it Chris Tales? Uh, Chris Tales. Yeah, yeah, I actually want to check that game out, so I'll have to. Is it? I think it's
1: going to be on Game Pass when it when it oh, comes really? out. Oh, really? Nice. So, I'll just yeah, wait for that. I'm then. Pretty sure. Yeah.
0: Cool. All right. Well, question of the week. We haven't. We didn't have one last week um, because we had all you guys write in about your PS5 predictions and everything like that for that reveal event. Uh, but we wanted to ask with the year half over, what has been your favorite game release so far? So, we've had a bunch of great games like Animal Crossing, uh, Final Fantasy, Last of Us, Dreams. Like, there's been some great games already this year. What has been your favorites? So, um, yeah, I'll make that plural. Uh, let us know which ones have caught your eye. Um, maybe we can find some hidden gems from you guys, maybe some smaller indie games as well. So, that question is posted over on our Twitter at games are fun Pod, and uh, so you can respond over on there or you can email us at contact at com. all of the responses you guys send in will be read out on next week's episode well actually it'll probably be a couple weeks because we'll probably skip question of the week uh for the review and the spoiler cast for last of us but uh yeah so you got a couple weeks to get the those answers in all right, that has been this episode of Games Are Fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know you had to wait a little bit longer for this one, but uh, we did want to, to get it out there, so thank you so much for your patience. Adam, where can people find you?
1: Uh, you can get me on Twitter at AdamPalooza85 and also on uh, Twitch uh, TV slash AdamPalooza85.
0: Awesome. Are you, do you plan on doing any s- streaming in the next little while here? Or?
1: i i hope so yeah. um i i picked up some games off of uh the steam summer sale yeah. that i think could be interesting to to do some streaming on so
0: cool awesome you can follow me at luke allen arm on twitter and like i mentioned at games are fun pod on twitter if you want to follow the podcast that's where we post all the updates so you can keep up to date on what's going on with the show Alright everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Games Are Fun. We will talk to you guys next week with our Last of Us review. And until then, have a great week and we'll talk to you later.